What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ Plogger, with my co-host, Tucker Hammer. What's up, Tuck? How's it going, TJ? Doing good, man. Uh, we have uh, ECHL uh, beauty Dylan Fox on. He's a PA native as well. He li- actually lives like 30 minutes from me, I, didn- I realized. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's a roll- he's-, oh. he's a roller daddy, too, so... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're going to bring him on. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, his time in juniors, uh, his time in pro. Um, after that, I'm hoping to bring Keyshawn and Allen on. Uh, I wanted to talk about some NHL stuff with this COVID going on as well. Just give us playoff hockey already. That's it. I don't care who's listening. Just give me hockey. I'm losing my mind. It's 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 ridiculous. I, I saw today baseball as well. Baseball's actually uh, – Phillies are, are – practicing at the bank citizens bank park so hell yeah so, i mean they're wearing masks some of them are wearing masks but it's it's hopefully it's on the plus side here yeah the mask is not able to stop the coronavirus people i'm with you man i'm totally with but that, you. that's not i'm not a doctor co-host of the dusty Dumps podcast. No, i hear you but uh ladies and gentlemen dylan fox what's up dylan hey guys how you doing thanks for Good. having me Good, no problem. Thanks for being on. Um, I didn't know you were a PA, a PA native, man. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I didn't know you guys uh, were like from around here as well. I saw uh, I saw your Instagram post that you were at Docs, and I yeah. I, mean, I, I grew up uh, you know going there, but n- never to play hockey. So uh, I actually think I played in the league there like w- a while back, like yeah, when I was really young, but. Uh, seeing you that you guys were there was uh was pretty funny because i you know had no idea yeah they they had they have it's it's only meant for three on three man i'll tell you it's literally you take one stride it feels like you're at the other end of the rink yeah yeah well <laughs> well right now that's probably what i need i don't need uh anything more than that but uh, <laughs> but, uh yeah we just wanted to you know touch base with your time in juniors in college and you know your your steps to the pro and you know i just want you to walk us through your journey from the ojhl to the EJHL with the Apple Corps and then on to the Walpole Express. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously been a crazy ride. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I, so I, I live, uh, in Hummelstown. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but, uh, yep. it's right outside of Hershey. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't really know, uh, many guys that have kind of, uh, you know, play junior or, I mean, there, there's hockey players around here, but not many that kind of go off, at least when I was young. Um, yeah. And kind of, you know, have that path that I kind of, you, you know, could follow. Um, I had a buddy, uh, Nick Chavetta. He was a couple of years older than me. Um, he, he ended up going to Robert Morris and playing hockey. Um, but he kind of moved away when he was, uh, I think, a junior in high school, and he went up to Apple Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of picked his brain a bit and, uh, he got my foot in the door there. So I actually started, I moved away and played uh junior B at Apple Corps, uh, my senior year of high school. And then after that is when I went to the OJHL. Um, nice. yeah. And then, you know, it's, <laughs> if I could go back, I'd probably do a couple of things differently, but, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of bounced around and, uh, gave every league a try. I feel like so, uh, anybody has any questions, I could probably help them out. 
No, and then you made the the transition from junior to college, where you played at you know Plattsburgh. What is it, Sunny Sunny Plattsburgh? SUNY Plattsburgh. Su- yeah, SUNY Plattsburgh. Uh, yeah, so it's this. There's a there's a bunch of New York schools. They're all SUNY, you know, SUNY something. So uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Like uh, as far as as like college hockey goes, um, you know, I obviously didn't have SUNY Plattsburgh circled on on it when I was growing up, you know, but. Um, it was uh, pretty spectacular. I mean, it's a small little town. We were about uh, an hour from Montreal, so we were about as far north as you could go, um, mm-hmm. you know, upstate New York. And uh, small little town, uh, but they loved their hockey. You know, the place was packed. And uh, the, way we was tre- the way we were treated was excellent, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the rink and, you know, you know all, the, all the things you want in a college hockey program they had. So. Yeah. So it ended up working out. Nice. And then after four years of, you know, at uh, SUNY Plattsburgh, you went pro in the SBHL with Mississippi Hurricanes. What what was that transition like and what was it like to play professional hockey in Mississippi? Uh, it, was, it was actually wild because um, I – well, when you're playing Division three hockey, you know, you, you kind of just figure uh, – I mean, there's no draft picks. There's nobody really, you know – you, you don't really see a future after college, right? And um, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to play with a, a buddy of mine. Uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman. So I only played one year with him, but he was playing in Mississippi and uh, kind of called, just called. We were about to go on spring break because uh, we had lost out, uh, like our season was done. Just called and said, hey, like, do you want to come down and play a couple games? And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I got a week off, so – kind of cruised down there and uh didn't know what to expect obviously uh but uh you know I was blown away just with uh how you know how good of a league it is and uh how I mean now now the like where I'm at now it's kind of uh you know a lot of the guys don't know the SPHL but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of built up to a pretty good league and uh you know just the way that you're treated and um you know the following it's even down in uh Mississippi it's kind of crazy how how many people like it and um no it was it was definitely a weird change for sure i mean i've never been that far south but well not 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 in that area so it was a it was was different but um i i I loved my time there nice and then this next question if if you don't want to answer it just tell me to shut the fuck up that's fine you know you made the jump in the echl with the royals yeah yeah you know um, what no, was going through? <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Now, what, what was going through your mind? You know, making the next step of you know signing with Reading, and so again, bad things happened there. You know, you were you were released and everything, but it it almost it almost I don't want to speak for you, but it almost made you a stronger person and a stronger player in the long run. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, after my first year in uh, Mississippi, so, I, like, mm-hmm. I, I was just naive about everything. I, I didn't really, uh, you know, I've never still, I don't have an agent. I never ha- I've never had one. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I mean, at that level, you kind of, like, you kind of need one. Like, there's no one really, there's no, there's no one really, like, coming to watch you or scouting you. Like, you need yeah. those people calling for you. Um so, I mean, in hindsight, I would have kind of probably been proactive about that. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I went to camp there after my first year. I went to camp in Reading on a PTO. Um, just didn't really know what to expect. Like I said, I, I didn't really know the how everything worked. And then um, by the time the following year, I, you know, they sent me back after camp. And uh, the following year, when they called me up, I was leading the, the SPHL in goals. So, like, I was mm-hmm. I was pretty much kind of like, what's going on? Like, you know, and again, I, 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 like I said, I was naive. I probably should have been more proactive about it. But um, got the call to Reading, and that was, like, perfect situation, you know. It's right right at home, and, uh, you know, I kind of I, – I didn't even go home for Christmas, so it was, like, January, middle of January where I got called up, so I was really excited. And, uh, yeah, like, I I mean, I played uh, – I think I played the first, you know, nine games when I was there. So, right till about the end of January. And then uh, I actually was still there and, like, still with the team. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, they had a pretty deep lineup. And it was just hard to kind of get in and out. And it was hard mm-hmm. to get in. And, uh, I mean, for any player, I think that's the – the toughest thing especially a guy in my position when you're you're kind of a call-up and you have a short enough leash uh to begin with so if you're getting in every 10 games or you know 15 games it makes it even harder so um yeah it was just a I mean it was awesome experience some of those guys are still you know some of my really good buddies um but uh you know I would have liked to get a couple more games but uh I was up there for about three months and played 10 games so uh yeah, could have went better, but uh, ended up working out. So, and then you know, from the 2018 2019, you played in the SBHL with Roanoke Rail Dogs, and then were you called up to Maine um, during that season? Yeah, so I actually went. So after I was in Reading the first season, mm-hmm. um, they sent me back down. Like I think it was uh, St. Patrick's Day, and then the day before their playoff rosters were due, they had like a couple injuries. So they're like, Hey, do you want to come back up for playoffs? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, so I came back up and I uh, actually played in one game uh, against Manchester. Uh, you know, thought I kind of solidified a spot coming into the next season and uh, you know, what, for whatever reason went to camp and uh, didn't make the team again. And uh my Mississippi team uh, folded. Yeah. So, uh, and and I I mean, I look looking back, I'm glad I did it, but I just had no interest of really going back down to uh, the SPHL. I kind of felt like you know if I'm not climbing, um, it's kind of hard to keep doing right. But um, yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine that played with the coach in Roanoke and. Um, I just, you know, called him and had a pretty honest conversation with him and said, Hey, you know, you know, I don't know what my plan is, but, uh, you know, I want to keep playing and I don't really care what you pay me. Like, I know it's kind of putting you in a tough spot. Um, and yeah, I went down there. It was real nice. It was kind of close to my house and, uh, about three hours away, three and a half hours. And, uh, you know, I love my time there and, Spent about half a half a season. I was kind of uh, like, you know what? I'll just play my career out here. And uh, then, yeah, Maine called me up. I think on uh, New Year's Day of the 2018-19 season. So, well, I mean, you made a big jump. You had 16 goals and 10 assists. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? So that ended up working out. 
And then the following season, he had 59 games played, and he had 23 goals and 17 assists. You know, what I mean that. And that yeah, yeah. That it kind of speaks for itself, right there. That you know, it's you know the production you're having in there, and it's it's like I said, you know, the motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I I, I owe so much to my coach in Maine, Riley Armstrong. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's just like been great to me. I think. I think when you look at my background and like, you know, I played division three hockey. I didn't play like in the USHL, you know, I didn't play in these great junior leagues even. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, then, then you look and it's like, well, he came out of college and then he was in the SPHL and just couldn't seem to get out of there. So it's like so many red flags where like uh, three, three bad games, they're kind of, all right, well, we'll just move on to the next guy. Um, yeah. And he was, he, and, and still is like, it's just very like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about what you've done or like where you came from and um, yeah. kind of just giving me, you know, every opportunity to, uh, to play and, you know, make my mistakes. And I think, I think when I was in Reading, that was my biggest thing was I don't, you know, anytime you're a new guy, there's nerves. Right. But, I yeah. think I just never was really able to get out of that stage. Um, and with Riley, it was kind of, you know what, like, uh, you know, we're sword handed. We like, there's was guys that first year in Maine that were, you know, I think they went through like 60 some players. So there was just guys coming in and out. So there was, there was jobs to be had. And luckily I, uh, you know, stepped up and uh, I owe a lot to him though. Cause he kind of just put me in those spots where I was able to, you know, produce. And I think that, I think I've shown that I can do that at, you know, every level I've been at. So just to kind of get that kind of respect from him was, was a big reason. Nice. And then you're, you know, you're playing Danny Briere is the GM there, mm-hmm. correct? What's, what's his character like as a GM? Cause you know, we all know him as a player and what he did in the NHL. What, what is he like as a GM? Uh, he's awesome. It's, it's funny. Like, um, yeah because obviously growing up here I've been I've been a huge Flyers fan my whole life and yeah um I I, so I went up there and I had no idea that he was the GM of the team and I uh so I walk in like I think it's a I think I got there on a Friday first time there I walk in for pregame skate and I go to like introduce myself to the coaches and stuff and Danny Breer standing there and I'm like like blown away. Right. And, um, but he, you know, couldn't be more like, uh, down to earth, like not even like, uh, like everybody that talks to him knows he's a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. just the time he takes to like, I remember after my first game, he, uh, we played on a Friday. Uh, we had a optional skate Saturday morning and then played Saturday night. And he was out on the ice with us. Like, he'll come on the ice with us quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he pulled me aside and was just like, hey, like, I really like your game. Like, kind of just said some things where, I mean, coming from anyone in in the position yeah. I was in would have been nice. <laughs> but coming from him, it's like, holy shit. Like, this guy. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> like, so, and, and it's funny now, um, just because I've been there so long, um, you know, he always will take a minute. Like, uh, if we have, you know, a home weekend he's up there like he's so hands-on and like so you know like this is 
like this is his job now like he's bought into it and uh yeah you know even like my my family comes up and my mom you know a huge flyers fan as well and and like they have a little bit of a relationship where it's funny because uh you know how much you know we all love them and stuff but uh no he he's awesome and uh he's very you know down to earth and and kind of gets the position we're in and just wants wants to help like any way he can um and very approachable which which uh you know you can't beat especially a guy with what he's done absolutely and then you know signing with you know Maine this season like was that your first choice I mean obviously you feel comfortable there and it's not you know likely for a player in you know DCHL to sign with the same team a year after yeah so um yeah, I mean, it was uh, pretty much a no-brainer. I, I absolutely love it there. I the, the city, I don't know if you've ever been to Portland, Maine, but if, if you haven't, like, it's unbelievable. It's kind of a hidden gem up there. Um, but, yeah, like, it's funny the ECHL is kind of uh, – like, I would have signed there anyway, but unless, mm-hmm. unless, you're, yeah. unless you're a veteran in the ECHL and you're on an ECHL deal, it's very hard to um, – even leave if you wanted to. Um, so like, it's all about your rights are kind of stuck unless you get traded or something. It's very, uh, gotcha. but like, not I, like I said, I, that's where I w- would want to be anyway, but it's mm-hmm. just something a lot of people might not know. Nice. Yeah. And then why, why the number 13? Oh, so, uh, well, that's pretty funny. I was, I came up to Maine and, uh, the equipment manager there, this guy, Mark Reapy, uh, referee's awesome dude, beauty. But um, he, I come up and I still joke with him now. He He's up in Hartford now, but I came in and he gave me number two. And I'm like, obviously a new guy. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm like, this is a brutal number. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is awful, whatever. But so I wear it and I'm like, probably like, nine or 10 games in and I'm like starting to play pretty well where like, you know, I'm getting like, like I can, you know, like when you're playing well, I'm like starting to kind of like do what I, what I can do. And like, yeah, I'm more comfortable. So confident, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember we were playing in Manchester and uh, I come in before the game and Riley, Riley, our coach, uh, he's like, Hey man, uh, what do you think about a new number? And I was like, Honestly, I didn't want to say anything, but like, he's like, "Yeah, Dan- Danny said we need to get Fox a new number." So I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, I don't want to say anything, but I absolutely hate this number too. And as I turned the corner, our equipment manager Ripper just had 13 there, and I was like, "Perfect, that's sick." Yeah, that's let's sick. go. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear it. Yeah, <laughs> I keep joking with with Riley that I'm going to change the 48, but. Uh... <laughs> I think 13 has been good to me. So keep it, man. If it's not that's, broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, now who, who would you credit for helping you and inspiring you to make it the professional hockey? Oh man. I'm not, uh, honestly, like it's, it's funny to say, and I, and there's, there's like obviously a lot of people that have helped me along the way, but as far as professionally, it's, yeah. Like, my coach now, Riley Armstrong and Danny, like, they're the only people that have really, like, kind of 
like I feel like I've always been kind of held back. My my coach in Roanoke too as well, Dan Bremner. Um, yeah. he was huge because because I like when I got cut from Reading that second time, like I was pretty down in the dumps, like yeah. kind of just like all right, it's probably over. Like I, I knew I could play in the SPHL and like be a good player, but like that drive was just kind of gone. And so when I was getting calls from him, or I, I was getting calls from. Uh, so Maine called him and I, and I was like, yeah, like tell him like, no, thanks. Like, I'm not really. And he's like, no, no, no. Like call, like talk to this guy. Like, I think, you know, I think it'd be a good fit. And luckily he like pushed me away, which, which in the SPHL is hard to find because a lot of those coaches will, you know, unless you do it on your own, it's kind of hard to go up because they don't want to lose guys either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I don't. It's just how the business is. I don't like look down on anybody for that. Like it's, it's hard to find players. And, but uh, I, so I owe a lot to him and I think Riley and Danny, like just from day one, um, I think that was my biggest thing being a, being a D3 guy and a SPHL player for, you know, feels like forever. And they never, you know, they could have looked down and, you know, kind of put me behind other guys, but you know, everything I earned, they just kind of let me keep going and, so I, probably those those two guys and my Rono coach, uh, you know, just kind of keep keep pushing me. So, so you, you I don't want to I don't know how to ask this question without. Do you do you see obviously you see a difference from you know Danny Breer and and Riley Armstrong compared to other GMs and coaches you dealt with? Does that also you know? Motivate you now in in Maine that you you have somebody that is like backing you like a, you know, a support system. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the, the, I, I guess I played for four teams. Well, five, I guess. But uh, yeah, like every, everywhere I played was great. Um, but as far as like me personally and like, uh, like they, like I could, the, like the way that they just treat, like not even me, but like their players, it's just, yeah. uh, it's easy to play for guys like that. Like, you know, if something's, something's going on or like, um, like it's almost like a stable environment. Yes. And it, and it's very like, you know, they played yeah. the game at a high level and they kind of understand, you know, like, so yeah, like there's other things going on or like, I I've never been on a team too. Like when I look back at my first season there, the reason why I was able to do so well is because of how many guys they were pushing to go up to the AHL, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And then to touch on that, you, you made it to the AHL for two games with Hartford, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, what was, what was that like for you, you know, starting out like, oh, I started, you know, juniors and I college, SBHL, ECHL to being, you know, you know, released in Reading. And now you're sitting there in an AHL locker room, getting ready to play an AHL game. Yeah, that, I mean, I always like joke around that uh, it was like a, it was obviously like a long road and it's like, uh-huh. it's, it's a road that I would never like, uh, what's the word? Like I would never <laughs> tell anybody else to try and do, Yeah. It, but um, no, it's, and it, it, it was awesome. Like, it's almost in a way like, you know, you, this is my fourth year now and it's like, well, I'm not, let's be honest. I'm not going to the NHL, but. Uh, 
you know, I make it to the AHL, like that'd be that'd be pretty surreal. But yeah, um, so yeah, to get that call was was kind of, was unbelievable. Like for me, it was you know a calendar year before that. I was on the Roanoke Railyard Dogs, and now you know I'm sitting playing the Providence Bruins, you know, in Hartford. So, yeah. So I don't think a lot of people can say that. Um, but no, it just it, it's it's Danny and Riley, like I said, like we had contracted guys down, and I just came out of the gates really hot and was having a really good start. And um, you know, you you kind of you can kind of stack yourself up against guys, especially in the coast, because it's guys are going up and down all the time. Um, yeah. So you kind of you, you're like, oh man, like uh, you know, I w- actually went to camp in Hershey last year too, and I had like a really good camp. So uh, you, you kind of think, you know, maybe I, something could happen, but, you know, when it happens, it's kind of uh, kind of wild. And I like I've been called I've been the call up now, like, you know, three or four different times. And and that one was probably the most nervous I was because. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I, it was right. Uh, funny stories like right after Christmas. So we yeah. so obviously like we we had like a crazy long road trip. We put, we end in Glens Falls on like a Friday or Saturday, I think. And I just leave right from there and I go home and I'm like, you know, I got a couple of days off. So I have a little bit of fun, obviously. And we come back and we play a three and three in uh, Maine. So we play the yep. th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And after that game on Friday, I get called up and that's, and I had to play the next night on Saturday. So oh, it wasn't shit. it wasn't the the best time for me probably I was still getting my legs back from a couple beers over break but uh, <laughs> no no it was it was awesome and uh, you know it's something I you know hope to get back up there and try and do nice and then my uh, my last question would be for you if you could tell kids trying to make it pro one thing what would it be uh, uh I, that's tough like I think. Uh, because I, I mean, obviously, you know, like like we said, you you know, your road, your road to where you're at now is it's it's crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like I I wish I I wasn't like uh, I mean, I wish I could have kind of got there a little quicker, but I think as far as um, as far as me, like I was kind of thinking about it in the car today uh, yeah. for some reason, or maybe it was the other day. Like around me, it wasn't very. Uh, like it wasn't hot. Like hockey's not that big, you know what I mean. So I was just kind of like the hockey kid. Like I mean, I had buddies that played and stuff, but like, you know, at school and stuff. And I think it, I think the reason why I've kind of just been able to climb and it, even when I was younger and like kind of be the like one of the best players around here was because I was athletic. Mm-hmm. So just playing other sports and like, kind of uh, you know, not just focusing on hockey right away because like there's guys now that I play with and like they're they're excellent hockey players but they like can't even tie their shoes you know what I mean (laughs) so I think for me like I wasn't in those like high level hockey you know hockey camps or knew know those high level hockey people where I think my athleticism just kind of helped me climb especially at a younger age um so yeah just playing other sports I'd say is big and then you know if you start focusing on hockey as you know, maybe you're 15, 16, um, you should be fine. But before that, I don't, uh, I don't see any point in playing hockey all year round. Sure. I don't, I don't even do it now. So, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to do it when you're that young. 
Right. Are you playing any inline hockey during the summer or no? I played at uh, – I, played... I heard you played at Sports Center, Dial Yellow Breaches. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Uh, I guess it was almost like a month ago. But, uh, yeah, I like to do it if I can. Uh, I, I was So, last summer I stayed up in Portland, Maine, and that was my plan this summer. So, well, before I signed up for the uh, Yellow Breaches uh, League, I was like, yeah, just let me make sure like I won't be out of town. So, yeah. I kind of just will pop in if uh, if I'm home, but um, yeah, right now I'm kind of on the fence about where I'll be, and it's hard to, hard to do. But I like to get out there. It's a little it's a little different. Uh, there's actually one of my buddies, Scott Savage. He yep. texted me last night, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to come uh, down to Tampa and play?" I'm like, "Well, what <laughs> oh, is down it? down in tours, yeah." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, well, I'm like, well, what is it?" He's like, "It's tomorrow." I'm like, uh, "Well." Maybe like a a two day heads up would have been better, but <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like to get out there when I can. I wouldn't say I'm very. Uh, I mean, I need like a couple of games, and then I, and then I then I can get going. But well, my buddy, my buddy Matt Biller played in that, and he, he saw you, and he found out you were coming on the podcast. He's like, "Yo, he's like that kid's got nasty hands." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on my team. Yeah. On my team. yeah, yeah, dude. So, he, he, you know what's funny is like that kid's been playing like that ever since we were like sixteen years old. Yeah, he was uh, – it was a little – I was, like, a little nervous, with, like, watching him carry the puck up because I don't know what he's going to do. But he was he was a player, man. Yeah, I was he's, good. he's good with his hands. You, you yeah. wouldn't think it – looking at him, you wouldn't think it. <laughs> yeah, I well, like, the, it's funny, too, because he could, like, run some people over, too, if you wanted to. So, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely nice to have on my team. Yeah. So. But other than that, Dylan, we, uh, we want to thank you for being on the podcast, taking time out of your, your day to talk to us. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, – like I said, I didn't know you, you boys were local, so it's nice to uh, sit down and chat with you guys. And yeah, maybe I'll get out the docks here soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll snap it around. All right, brother. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah, bye. Bye. Yeah, like we were fucking saying before fucking Anchor cut us off. Thanks, Anchor. Holy fuck, man. You try to have a good fucking thought in a talk about what the fuck's going on and what happens, Anchor fucks you in the ass. Like, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you now, but before, like, I was trying to talk and then I wasn't hearing you and then you'd talk and then all of a sudden my stuff must have came through at the same time. Jesus Christ. This is fucking crazy. Like, I really don't get it. it. Like I was saying is the fact that this guy literally went Almost from nothing to something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is. And, you know, to touch on, like, what you were saying is, you know, you're young. You know what I mean? You're trying to make this transition here to, you know, make it the pro, you know, taking a year off from, you know, to, to rehab your body, basically. You know what yeah. I mean? So... For you to do that and to hear his story, it's almost like a, a motivation, an inspirational speech from the guy. Well, you know, and it's kind of funny, too. I mean, it was just a quirky coincidence, but I went from wearing 13 playing with the Rebels to wearing what he said he was I know. wearing 48 with the Revolution. <laughs> like, when I wore 48 with the Revolution, I'm like, dude. I know. That was pretty sick. It was fucking ba- badass that that happened. It was pretty sick. Yeah. But, but in all honesty, I'm trying. It's kind of a cheeky hockey number. That's like a backup goalie's number. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, 
But yeah, to touch on, sorry, I was in sending invites to Alan and uh, Keyshawn. Oh, you're good. Keyshawn's actually a, to the audience doesn't know Keyshawn's at a uh, what is he at a combine right now? And a I, combine? I don't know if it's a combine or if he's just at a camp. I know it's an NA camp because I saw it on Twitter at the NA commissioner was excited to have everybody back on the ice with the. Oh, yep. Yep. You're right. I did see that today. So it's, it's pretty sick that he's there right now. Uh, actually getting his feet wet. Leather. I know. I, I don't know. He signed, right? He signed with. Yep. He's coming with, back to New Ulm. I know he signed with New Ulm, but there's coaches and shit there to look at, you know, kids. So it's it's pretty good for him to get a look at, you know, by other guys, and hopefully he gets uh, he gets where the credit where the credits do, you know. Yeah, I mean, if not get a look from a coach and maybe get some pointers and some feedback at least, so you can improve your skills. Absolutely, it, that's what it needs to be done. But I, I'm I'm happy for him. He's out. He he is pissed off. There's one thing that pisses him off, and I don't know if he told you he can't hook his Xbox up to the hotel TV. Yep. <laughs> He showed me a video of that, and he is fucking pissed. No chill playoffs for the boys. Nope, none, none. But the Dusty Dimes boys are. Uh, sorry. Um, the Dusty Dimes boys on Xbox. If you guys want some, we'll play you in a private game. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but. One thing I wanted to touch on, you know, how how Foxy was playing in that tournament with my with my buddy Matt. Uh, we Matt and I, we 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 were at Docs. You know how Fox said that Docs the tournament there when you know half the people there were normal, you know, normal hockey players. The other half, it was like fucking whiskey tango central. Oh, you know, and it's funny because. <laughs> I was driving, I pulled up, Matt texted us in a group chat with our buddy Aaron, and he's like, what the fuck is this, right? And he's telling us there's people in the fucking, in the parking lot drinking beers already and lawn chairs and shit, and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then we get in there, and it's like, listen, I don't know, I don't care if I'm gonna catch slack for this, but you know what I mean, is you, you look at some of the people that were in there, and you know, I'm not... I'm not in the fucking best shape in the world. Everybody knows that, but I can still fucking play hockey and, you know, put some fucking pucks in the net. So when it, oh, yeah. when they do count, just an FYI, when they do count. Um, these guys walking around, and Matt will tell you, and I hope Matt listens to this, and, and Matt looks at me, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? You, you, look, you look at these people without hockey shit on, and it was almost like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who are these people? That's just it. I mean, and you it's can not, look at it's some not, people who play the game, and you could be like, yeah, that guy's a hockey player, and then you look at other guys, and you're yeah. like, wait, you play hockey? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck, man? It was, and it was, it was bad. And I don't, I don't want to fucking stereotype people, and I don't want to fucking talk shit, but it was bad, man. It was like, it, it was brutal. What do you want, Landon? Okay. <laughs> Um, another thing I wanted to touch on here was, uh, the NHL, they're, they're starting up what in 10 days, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. I think it's like the 10th or the 15th. They're going to try to make something happen. Okay. 10th and the 15th. I know that, you know, they're, they're still on board. They're ready to go. But with this bullshit going on, what's the supposed, you know, COVID shit starting back up. What do you, what, what do you see? What do you think? Um, I guess 
if you want my official opinion on the coronavirus and everything going on. I yeah, let's hear it. Like, let's hear it. Let's... It's it's a big scare tactic. It's a fucking hoax. It's a joke. I mean, I I, I hate to say it like that because it makes me sound heartless. And I know there's people out there that have been affected by it and maybe lost loved ones to it. But you can't tell me that coronavirus has taken more lives this year than influenza. And the infectious rate has been way lower than influenza as well. Yeah. It's just like, are, are we really going to shut down the country and ruin our economy every time somebody sniffles and coughs, though? It, yeah, yeah I agree. you got to I... start to deal with you have to adjust to it it's just the way things are gonna be it's and it's almost got to be the new norm you know what i mean like and here in pennsylvania now i don't know if you saw that mass governor dickhead governor dickhead wolf is making everybody wear masks outside now it's mandatory right that's right people don't know the people that don't know you know that are you know out of country canada switzerland wherever they listen to us that we thank you here in Pennsylvania today, it was 95 degrees outside. Jesus. Right? 95 degrees, okay? If you're outside 95 degrees wearing a mask, you're going to fucking either A, pass out, all right? Or B, pass out. Yeah, you really <laughs> you know don't I mean? have any options. You just find a you don't have. patch of grass and take them out because you're going to. You don't. You know, in... in for for a virus, everybody knows a virus. Like if if a virus is in heat, what happens? Dies. It it should die. It's been eighty five to ninety degrees the last month. The grass is fucking brown here. How is this virus still around? Well, I mean, like how? And what are we gonna do here? Are we just gonna sit here and keep trying to not catch the virus and stay in our houses for days and days and months and weeks and? Years at a time. I mean, is that where we're heading here? Because I mean, at but some that's point, a you're that's a problem. Catch it and get immune to it. That's the only. That's way. the problem. Everyone sitting at home is their immune system's going to shit. Absolutely. Okay. And the touch on the touch on here, you know, our rinks are open. You know what I mean? I sent that thing out on our our Instagram page with the rinks open. Yep. Our rinks are open here. You know, they're they've been having stuff. You know, Landon has finally is going to be back on the ice on Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Hell yeah! Right. He's back on the ice. He's happy. You know what I mean? Like, why? And and I know that we're totally off topic with hockey right now. I, I it sucks, but if if there's such a bad thing going on right now, okay, and they just announced today that they're ending the unemployment thing here in Pennsylvania, where you get the extra six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, right. They're ending that, right? Why are they ending that if they're starting to shut everything down again? That's exactly it. I mean, that's kind of where I'm scared here, too, because, I mean, they're talking – there's been rumors of gyms being told they're going to shut down again soon and everything like that around here, and I just – I don't know how much more of this shit I can do before I just go out and get a trade job so I'm an essential worker damn near because I can't sit here and collect unemployment. I'll lose my fucking mind. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's it's sad. It really is. And, and for these kids that want to go out and play hockey, you know, I – I, I was talking to Tom Egg, and I, he was telling me about uh, Patrick signing with Lehigh Valley, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if he signed completely yet because they haven't had, they haven't been on the ice, I believe. You know, to have evaluations of trial, and they can't confirm like where he's going to be and where he's not going to be. Yeah. 
So for kids, and we touched about this before, like some kids aren't getting a shot, but now in Pennsylvania is they have evaluations in the middle of this month. I believe it's the 20th or 21st or the 23rd. They have evaluations to place kids. They're starting to place kids with evaluations, which is good. Yeah. And we talked about this before. That's what they need to do. You know, to have the evaluations of places, kids, not just, Hey, I'm going to sign this kid because I need to get a team. Which we thought that's where. So now, now that these teams are able to take evaluations and everything, it, it's hockey's going to be good, but we don't know when hockey's going to start. I was talking to uh, Riley donor. We had Riley on before, you know, he's going, I, I keep fucking forgetting where he's going. He told me this like three times when I saw him on Saturday, uh, he's going, uh, something fucking UMass or something, or he's, he's playing up in Massachusetts. And okay. he, he was telling me that they 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 might not be going back till January because there's teams in his conference that are declining to play. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it sucks because there's teams that are declining to play, but there's teams that want to play. And I was asking him, I, I hope you know that he gets a team in Philadelphia, so we can go. I can go watch him play. You know. Yeah. So who absolutely. who who knows what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? It, it really sucks. Yeah. It. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, obviously, at first, when I got really sick and everything like that, it was a scary time. Mm-hmm. I didn't die. It was just like had a bad cold. That was that. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, the bottom line is, and, and I don't want to sound heartless when I say this, but. And to go back to the whole Pennsylvania thing, there was like supposedly fucking 500 cases, new cases in Pennsylvania, right? The majority of those cases were found, you know where? Where? Nursing homes. Yep. Right? So if you're asymptomatic and you go and see somebody at a nursing home that gets COVID and they die, you know, there's a reason. There's a reason why these people are dying. They have something wrong with them. Yes. That's, That's the issue. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's attacking everybody with underlying health conditions. So basically, 100%. if you have lung cancer and you're on your deathbed and you're yep. dying the way it is and you happen to catch the coronavirus, you are labeled as a coronavirus death. It has nothing to do with the fact that you had lung cancer and you were dying anyways. Mm-hmm. If you have the coronavirus, you are just a statistic number now. And that's what it is, too. And And my uncle was telling me here, I think it's like... I don't know if it's 35,000 or 3,500. If you're labeled as a, as a coronavirus death, you get that amount of money compared to the original money that the hospitals get. Yeah, that's just for the hospitals to take in. Like, what the fuck, man? No wonder the, the numbers are so high. Well, and where does that money go then? Does that go to the employees or who gets that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate question. If people are going to be sitting here and tampering with these numbers damn near, who, who's getting that money? Again, it, it's, it's, it's a bullshit, bullshit thing. And I say this to Adrian all the time, it, you know, and she looks at me and says, I'm fucking the shut up. But the whole fucking numbers thing, you know, like, why, why are there no fucking people in these riot things, you know, spiking? You look at the videos, there's some people, there's the majority of the people don't have mask on. Oh, yeah. You know, the people looting don't have mask on. Yep. I mean, you, you can't go to a barbecue with more than 10 people, but you can protest. 
So, I mean, as long as you're protesting, you're safe from the coronavirus. Uh, exactly. I, it's crazy. You know, and, and I walk through the stores. I walk through the stores here, and you know me. Like, I, I could care less. You know what I mean? Is yeah. I walk in the store, and it's the same as me. There's people in the store without mask on, talking normal, bullshitting. You know what I mean? Like, you can sit there and go to a restaurant and have people touch your food, right? But yep. you have to wear a mask. Just and, 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 and you know the whole thing with the hockey rinks now is you can't you can't shower now you can't you got a home dress basically. So basically, so, you're gonna put on all your gear that has all that bacteria in it, and they're gonna deny yeah. you your opportunity to get that off of you. So you have to put it in a car and take yep. it home with you. Exactly. Like, are you kidding me? Nah. Uh, you're but in the you could sit with there. The same guys, anyways. Why not just shower? I mean, if yeah. you've got it, you've already exposed everybody else to it. What's the difference? I don't know, man. It's it's a shitty thing, and and I to me, I just want there to be hockey for not myself, but the kids and the NHL, and just it, it, supposedly July is supposed to be a good month for sports, and I, I I'm hoping it happens. Absolutely. I really do. I hope there's hockey. You know, it, there's, again, nothing greater than, than fucking NHL hockey, AHL hockey, ECHL hockey. Any sports right now. Just and, yeah. Sports back. I love I love UFC. I love it to death. But, you know, there's only so much, you know, every Getting weekend. Old. <laughs> yeah. It's like just you waiting know. for Saturdays to come so you can see the next fight card. Exactly. Exactly. And no and I don't, fans there either, so it's just like you can hear these guys breathing in their corners, yelling at them. It's weird. I'm curious to see what Fight Island's going to be like. I don't know what the restrictions are in in Abu Dhabi. Oh, I'll have to tag you in the video. Dana White posted a video of it. It looks sick. It takes you through like a step by step setup of everything. It looks like they got three different staging areas. And now, are they, they going to have fans? That I don't know. That's that's what I was wondering. That's the big thing. It looks like a big enough venue where they might, don't quote me on this, but might try to fit some fans in there. I, but, I mean, it's I, hard to say. I hope there are fans. I, I really do. And what's, what's speaking UFC, I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I got to get confirmation from him, but I'm pretty sure Scott's going to be having an upcoming fight. At Fight He's, Island or no? I, I hope so. I really be hope sick. so because – you know, when, when Scott, he actually sent me, a, he was texting me, um, we were texting each other. We texted each other on Father's Day, and then we were texting each other last week. And he um, he said, hey, man, I got your shirt and everything. I'm going to send you your shirt, and we, you know, along with other stuff, with a box. And when Scott's getting shirts made, that means he's going to fight. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he told me he's going to send me, you know, a care package here for myself and the boys and everything. And uh, he's been posting a lot of stuff on social media. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Right. He's been posting a lot. of. And I'm pretty pumped. I, I mean, I hope it's I hope it's a, you know, a ranked opponent so we can get a number beside him. It's he deserves it. Absolutely. Deserves it. Not because he's, a, you know, a friend of mine and it just he deserves it. Because he's a talented fighter and he's good at what he does. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, and also going with UFC, I don't know, you know, see Paige Van Zandt's fighting on yeah, next 11. weekend? Yep. Did you see she's a plus 600? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's yeah. weird, man. I, 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 would, 
I might be putting was, some bets down on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like I can make some money off of some of those fights. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, September. What What's your plans in September, my friend? September, it sounds like I'm going to Maryland. Okay. Charm City. Got to give a shout out to Charm City. They have their, their, their tournament coming up. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. Um, it's not called the big one. I forget what it's called. Oh, God. It has something to do with the fucking purge. I know that. Yeah, let me pull up Term City's page here real quick. You know, and shout out to Dave for organizing all of this, too. He's doing a wonderful job with all of it. And... Hell yeah, Dave Morning, fucking beauty. Absolutely. Beauty of him and Sean, Sean Gaglione. I'll give Sean his credit. Sean, Sean helps out as well, even though he's a fucking dum-dum. <laughs> the trifecta. Trifecta. trifecta, September eighteenth and nineteenth. I I'm, I want to get Foxy, you know, Foxy involved in this. <laughs> you know, that would be fun. We could get a Dusty Dimes team going. Hell yes, hell yes. Grab Keish. What's fun? Keish is going to be going. I asked him. Oh hell yeah, he's going to be going. He's going to be in uh, Minnesota. Dude, he should just. I should just drive to Minnesota, and him and I can fly out together. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. I, I honestly feel like that would be the way to go. What'd you say? I'm so tired from ICT. Oh, okay, cool. This kid, he's so tired. Oh, tired, yeah. a tired nine-year-old. Yeah. Cool, bro. Good talk. Yeah, oh, Okay, you're a grown-up now. Yeah. Pay some bill. Pay some rent. Get a job. <laughs> But yeah, uh, trifecta is coming up in September. Uh, hopefully, we can we can get that. I, I'd be awesome for you to come out. Oh yeah, um, flights, don't worry. <laughs> they're probably cheap. They're probably cheap right now. You'd be surprised right now. I mean, I guess if I flew out of Minneapolis, it would probably be cheaper. But since I'm flying out of bumfuck Bismarck, it's kind yeah. Of- you want to hear some bullshit? So to, we'll we'll end it on this, and then we'll get our sponsors in here. All right. Um, I, I shit you not. It, uh, it said to Adrian, "Hey, let's let's go away for Fourth of July, right?" Yep. She goes, "Where are you gonna go?" I said, "The beach." I said, "All right, let's go to the beach because we're you know in August we're going to the mountains with my in laws up in the Poconos, uh, Lake Lake Tobihana, right on house right on the lake. Can't wait." I said, "Let's let's go to the beach for the weekend, right?" Yeah. She looks up Ocean City, Maryland, right? I shit you not, $500 a night for a hotel. What? Yeah, $500 a night. So then I say, look up Cape May, New Jersey. Same fucking thing. I said, all right, for shits and giggles, I looked under booking, right? I put in Miami, Florida. How much do you think hotels are for two nights? Jesus. Uh, let's go $850. $181. What? Yeah. $181 for our two nights in Miami, Florida. In Miami, Florida. That's, yeah. That's insane. Right? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, Ocean City and, you know, Cape May are cool as shit, but, like, they're not fucking $500 a night. No. I was fucking, I was like, I was rattled. I'm like, what the fuck is this? When we were in Ocean City, like, there were no, it's not. It's not worth it. It's not the $500. No, not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Loved it, but not $500 worth. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, 
other than that, you know, we want to thank uh, thank you guys for listening. We want to thank our sponsors here uh, in Gurus. If you guys need T-shirts, hoodies, hats, bags, anything screen printed or embroidered, go check out Ink Gurus uh, on Instagram and Facebook. We also want to thank uh, AT8 Hockey, uh, Six Stick, Awesome Stick. Uh, they got gloves, sticks, uh, hats, T-shirts, whatever you need. Go check them out. Uh, lightweight, very, very lightweight stick. Uh, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook at AT8 Hockey. Also want to thank uh, John Schiavo and Kelly at Goodwood Hockey. Uh, they've been with us for the beginning. Uh, they're giving back to the game, obviously. You know, John is phenomenal hockey. He's doing great things, you know, giving back, doing clinics, doing online clinics as well and Zoom. Uh, go check out Goodwood Hockey. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. And last but not least, we want to thank Case Kings. Uh, they make, they're making cell phone cases. They're actually making a Dusty Dimes one. So uh, they got AirPod cases too. I was yeah. Thinking. I, yep. Yeah, they, they got it. If, if you guys want something from there, use promo code SK104. And uh, I wanted to ask you about that tattoo. Did you see that tattoo? Yeah. So. A funny story is that's a guy I work with. That's his tattoo, right? Oh, yeah? It's not a fucking Dusty Dimes X. No, I mean, it's just a black X. Yeah, but it looks like the Dusty Dimes X. I was like, no fucking shit. I was like, let me take a picture of that. And he was like, what? He's like, why are you taking a picture? And I showed him our logo. And he's like, like, holy fuck, man, that's awesome. (laughs) So he started listening to the podcast. He's like, dude, you guys are fucking nuts. So I had to, you know, I told him, I was like, I had to pipe it down for a little bit, you know, with, you know, stupid shit. You know, I'll get, I'll, I'll get back there eventually, you know, as soon, oh, yeah. as, as, soon as hockey starts coming or, you know, something stupid happens in life, I'll, I'll get back there. But um, other than that, again, you know, laid back podcast. We had uh, Dylan Fox on today. We, we, we had him and then we got cut off because Anchor is fucking horrible and we got to find a new platform here and. It just sucks finding a new platform because we have all of our numbers, you know, yeah. our analytics on Anchor and shit, and then it just sucks. But, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we actually have um, Josh Gratton. Josh Gratton's coming up next week. NHLer. Uh, I, think he, I think he stopped playing last year in the Coast, but he's an NHLer. He's good friends with Kote uh, and everything, and uh, – Played for the Flyers, played for the Coyotes. He's he's actually excited to come on, and you know he he actually posted on his Instagram. He re, reposted it that he's going to be on the podcast. Sick. So uh, it, it's I'm pretty pumped to have him on uh, as well and to hear his. He's I, I guarantee he's going to have the same you know another story of how he made it to where he is and where he is now. So uh, again. We got him coming on, uh, Chris Vandenbush. Hopefully next week we, we got confirmation from him. Uh, also, Rico Fada. I, this guy, I swear to God, this guy's busier than, than the president. Oh, Dude. God, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's so fucking busy. But other than that, uh, we, we just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, laid back ap- episode today. Uh, hopefully we get Alan and, uh Alan and Keyshawn, Keyshawn back on after next week after he gets home. But uh, again, thank you guys. We appreciate it. And uh, stay dusty. Stay dusty.